0: Hello, and welcome back to Coach Kirby's Corner. I wanted to quickly say thank you to all of you for simply being here and listening. The support I got from the launch day was amazing, and I'm so excited to continue with hopes to help as many teams as I can. If you really like an episode, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. By subscribing, you'll be notified of every new episode released, and by rating and reviewing, you can help a potential listener better understand what the podcast is about. I hope I sound a little more clear in this episode as I have my first official podcasting mic. It at least makes me feel a little bit more official when I record. (laughs) All right, let's get started on this week's topic. So I think this is a topic most cheerleaders get excited about, and most of you actually voted on this topic before you even knew there was a podcast in the works. We can cover progressions up to full-ups, but I wanted to first listen to the people (laughs) and cover full-ups. First, make sure you accomplish the basics then rep them out. Don't move too fast just to get a skill because you might get it, but you might have improper technique, which will hinder your future skills. I promise your coaches and your future self will thank you if you take the time to perfect the basics. I also wanted to mention that there are multiple right ways. The techniques I'm mentioning are just what worked best for myself and for my teams. Still using that quick speed that generates from their legs, which is what I talked about for the basics episode, they keep their right elbow parallel to the ground until they get to about shoulder level. Once they get to shoulder level, remember this should be weightless, drop that elbow by your side and continue to keep the line of the top. While we're doing this with the right arm, be sure to use that left hand to your advantage. It can be vital for speed and alignment. Going back to the right arm, once the elbow has dropped, this is going to initiate the spin. Remember, the top girl should be weightless at this point, so the right arm should be able to continue to spin the top girl about 3 fourths of the way around at this point. The left arm should then reach to the front, almost right by the right hand, to get to the heel as quickly as possible. The left arm acts as a side base, then pushes up through that heel. Now getting to the back spot and side base. Just like we do with the basic skills, we'll be quick from the bottom, but this time it's a quick release from the bottom. Your job is to help generate the speed using your legs with your hands by your belly button, then releasing quickly. Remember, the quicker you release from the bottom, the quicker you can reach around to grab the foot and the ankle. Once you've done the quick release, the side base is reaching around the back by the back spot and the back spot is reaching around by the main base. This is so we can make contact as soon as possible and finish the spin ourselves instead of waiting for the foot and the ankle to come to us and trying to stop it perfectly. The back spot is continuing to pull up and shrug through the shoulders as you make contact as is the side base. All right, now we're moving on to the top girl. And a lot of times when we get to full ups, the tops believe that they are responsible for the entire spin themselves. This is not actually what happens. They're only responsible for the first quarter of the spin. So with that in mind, we're keeping that quick stand from the basics, but adding a quarter turn to the right. So a quick stand to the quarter. If you're going from a one leg load instead of a two, try to meet that left foot to the right as quickly as possible. The top can also think like they're folding their left hip to their right or their left hip up to their right shoulder so that they keep that hollow body. Sometimes top girls will stand very quick and then spin instead of stand and spin, which isn't wrong, but it makes the spin happen quicker in a smaller space. Again, that's where you want to think to keep that left hip up to that right shoulder so you can stand to the quarter. Once that full-up is finishing, you want to think about having the top girl keep her feet together. You want to give your bases one big target instead of two small moving ones. If you try to separate your feet for the bases, you're really just moving that target away from where your bases already spotted it. And it's going to be much harder for the bases to work together if they're working on two smaller targets where they can't really tell if there's any height difference, if there's any weight differentiation between um, one leg or the other. It's going to be much easier if you keep your feet together and they can stand tall and, and figure it out together. Obviously, when we're starting new skills, not everyone is going to be aiming for an extended full up. And that's okay. If you plan to take this to prep level first, should you still practice taking it to the top? Absolutely. Don't get used to not using your power just to stop at the prep. It'll be harder when you're ready to take it to that extension and it will teach the group to spin at or below shoulder level where it should be weightless instead. It also teaches the back spot to catch the booty instead of staying on the ankles and usually the top girl will separate her feet and the bases will end up catching whatever they can grab or whatever really comes at their shoulders and neck instead of the feet. I wouldn't be a proper coach if I didn't remind you that this is going to be incredibly hard if you have yet to successfully master the basics. If you've tried these steps and are still struggling, consider starting again at the basics with a heavy emphasis on every little thing. My college team has set a goal almost every week to continue to improve their basics because they understand how important they will be down the road. If you're getting stuck on your full up, you can send me a video via Instagram or email and you could be featured on my next episode. Speaking of, I'm going to cover a fantastic question I received last week from Haley in Indiana. Haley is a former teammate of mine and is now a nurse and a middle school cheer coach. Haley writes, I coach a middle school team and would love to hear your tips for coaching multiple skill levels within the same team. Every year, I have some who have a fair amount of experience and some who are starting from square one. Help! What a fantastic question, Haley, and I think that's such a hard spot all of us coaches are in at the start of every season. You'll usually start a new season with some returners from last year, and I found that it helps to lean on them to help new athletes learn kind of how we do things at practice. It can be something as small as, you know, we always wear our hair a specific way for games, or as they get older, returners can have a bigger leadership role like showing what a game day ready fight song looks like and making sure new members understand the expectations. Giving a little bit of responsibility to a returner not only puts the ownership back on the athletes, but can help create a stronger relationship within the team as they are working together instead of just listening to the coach. As far as skill level, and we'll start with group stunts here, I like to put one to two returners with one to two new members in a group. That way, the playing field is evened out throughout the team instead of having a returner group that is doing more advanced skills and a new group that has four people all learning at the same time. This will sometimes have the returners feeling like they aren't making progress, but they are actually continuing to improve their basics and at times learn how to build more endurance and leadership. This method also helps instill confidence in the new members as they have a teammate with experience on their side and lifts all groups together instead of having half the team be successful and the other half never quite getting there. If returners feel like they aren't getting ample time to improve their own skills, I'd encourage them to come in as a stunt group before or after practice to get some extra practice as a veteran stunt group, where you can give them more one-on-one time. Something that also helps is putting them together for the start of a pyramid so the new members can learn while not feeling too stressed about the skills they are responsible for in a pyramid. So thinking like having new people in a prep, bracing returners doing a more advanced skill. Thank you again for your question, Haley, and I hope this helps. Good luck on the rest of your season. All right, now it's time for a squad shout-out. This one comes from one of the coaches at the University of Colorado and my friend who made the cover art for this podcast, Kelly Gomez. Kelly wants to shout-out the University of Colorado cheer teams. She says, Through all the public stay-at-home orders, wildfires, and everything else they have been facing, these athletes have continued to send in challenges every week and better themselves when we couldn't do it together in person. As sad as I am that we haven't been able to connect in person, I'm so excited to hopefully see you all soon so we can get back to doing what we love together. Keep working hard and persevering. Thank you for that, Kelly, and I look forward to keeping up with the Colorado Cheer Program to see what exciting things they do in the future. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Coach Kirby's Corner, and I hope you'll tune in next week. Be sure to submit your questions and squad shoutouts to my email or my Instagram page, and don't forget to vote today.